0: You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Gemma, I help connect business with tech talent and today I'm your host. Today I'm joined with Saman, Simon and Maria to discuss team culture. As usual, we'll start by giving a brief introduction to each other. Um, Saman, would you like to go first?
1: Yes, uh, thank you, Gemma. So my name is Saman Ilkanisade. I am uh, working right now at the Teledyne uh, Defense Technologies uh, as R&D manager managing product, product management office, product management, and also um, uh, product architecture and verification.
0: Perfect, and then Maria. Yes, hi everyone. My name is Maria of
2: Cynikova. Um Today I work at QWERTY as a lead product manager responsible for Um, a small portfolio of uh, QWERTY products. Um, hmm. I'm very driven by seeing product-driven organizations and I'm very passionate of driving a very uh, strong initiative into seeing how different uh, companies utilize their product portfolios and become more product-driven.
0: Incredible. And then last but not least, Simon, would you like to introduce us to you?
3: Thanks, Gemma. Hi all, I'm, I'm Simon. I'm a head of technology at Luna, the Scandinavian neobank, where I've been since March 2022, so not joined that long ago. My role, I'm responsible for uh, a number of squats as we call them here, as we're inspired by the Spotify way of working and their deliveries. And the squats are financial integrations, FCP, and international payments. So it's, it's a number of areas that I've are uh, quite new to me but it's it's super interesting in this uh, banking and finance world I've mostly been in, in in tech so that's why I'm also responsible for the HR responsible for the devs in these teams I live with my fiance and one and a half year old daughter in uh, in Copenhagen um, with whom I, I love to spend my, my time Glad to meet you all and I'm um, really looking forward to, to this chat about team call.
0: Incredible, thank you for those introductions. As usual, what we'll do now is I will ask you guys to introduce your questions and then we'll spend about 10 to 15 minutes discussing that topic. Um, Maria, would you like to introduce us to your topic area first?
2: Of course. So, let's see. Whenever we do recruiting, in, in different organizations, one of the ma- one of the steps within the recruiting process that we typically have is a culture fit to figure out uh, whether or not this candidate fits the culture within the company that we're in. So the question I have for, for the forum here is when we do interview and or we are being interviewed what is it that we're looking for to be defined as a good uh, company culture that our candidates are seeking in into coming in uh, but also for us when we trying to recruit somebody to fit in that culture.
1: Yeah so uh, I guess I go first um, a very interesting question about uh, how to define what's important in 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 the culture that is needed for certain companies or um, areas of work. Uh, for me it is Usually, very important to uh, define the important elements of the culture needed, uh, the value stream or the you know the value system of that person uh, that is being interviewed. Um, I see a culture as a operating system that you have, just like in a computer. Uh, so you have uh, libraries, you have uh, different uh, connections with different parts of the uh, hardware, uh, the, the outside world. Uh, so how do they connect to the culture that you have? Uh, because you have goals, uh, you have objectives, and also you have uh, uh, the operating mode to get those objectives, they have to align somehow. And for me, it has been very important to to understand the connection between them. Okay, so with this, we have this objective, we have this goal. Uh, how would you go about and achieve them with us? What's your approach? What value system do you have? What is important for you? So, yeah, I guess that's a simplification of, of a, a much larger and more complex question, but uh, I grasp what I can understand. So that's how I go about things. I completely Simon? agree with what
3: Simone is saying. Sorry, um, uh To me, having both started uh, companies and now part of a scale up, and, and also been. Uh, Consulting company and, and having hired people in, in in all of these different categories, it's uh, the it's not the same people that I hire. It's just as you said, Amanda, it, it depends on what the goals, it depends on what the culture in that specific company is. Um, and uh, but 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 that being said, I always look for people that I kind of find to be nice, people that are nice and people that I can can relate to because I see these people as being part of building that culture. And I guess also having having joined the company that I've been part of, or either built that company, uh, I've joined it also due to that culture that's within a culture, a company, and that's probably also a culture that 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 has um, nice people, but uh, people where where people are. Are relating to each other now we haven't actually defined what is culture and whatnot but but still it's i think that the harming part what that that you brought up here maria is super super important and something that that we focus also here at luna we focus a lot on how do you already in in those conversations how do you then kind of both qualify and quantify your your new employees or your potential new employees it's super hard and it's mostly as i see it or as i've my experience it's a, it's a feeling it's hard to quantify you can do all these pi tests and whatnot but, but is, is that is that enough um i think it's to me at least it's very much a feeling of would this people or was it would this person fit into our
2: culture maria so, Saman, you like um, mentioned the company objectives and how those company objectives are achieved by a company culture. Um, so maybe, let me rephrase the question then. Is the right or a good company culture is the one that represents and fits with the company objectives?
1: Well, that's that's a very good question. Well, they have to be aligned, otherwise there is a disconnect. Uh, And uh, that uh, usually creates a lot of friction Uh, both within every individual that wants to be a part of a bigger picture and also for the company as a whole because the productivity usually goes down. So I think they have to be aligned. Uh, I have seen uh, examples where they have not been. the results weren't uh, great. Uh, so I I think it's, it is quite crucial. Now I am oversimplifying things. I mean, there are organi- orga- organizational objectives. Uh, there are individual objectives. There are company goals when it comes to revenue, different KPIs. So you have to define those and also find a balance between them. Uh, so, so uh, I mean, it is not that simple, but I think the, uh, the overall concept is to align those with the person that is coming
3: in
0: perfect I think Simon got put his hand up first Simon
3: no it's just not not to sneak into your next question (laughs) uh, Maria because it it very much that is the so uh, you probably want to say it yourself but the values and the and the culture how much of a match are they and or mismatch should it be to be for your company to thrive I guess and I'd say as just as Samantha said here I it, it there needs to be an alignment right Need to be some sort of connection. otherwise it would probably blow up yeah it's hard to see how that would not how that would work
2: yeah so this brings me to my kind of follow-up so as we know objectives uh especially a company objectives or personal objectives they change over time companies go through reorganizations uh change priorities because of Uh, different focus areas expansion or refocusing so the objectives are very fluid Um, and if the culture follows the objectives then you kind of follow this a little bit more fluid and a a bit more inconsistent and very dynamic uh, culture which not necessarily represents everyone and the reason why for example they joined the company So this is where my other question comes in about the values is it the company then or the culture of a company driven not just by the objectives but also the values which are more chronicle, more consistent more uh long-term um prospect for where the culture is aspired to be um or is it a mix of both or are they independent in in this sense
3: i don't think they're independent that that but I agree, I, I I see culture changing maybe faster, also depending on what kind of company you're in. Now I'm in a I'm in a scale up, I like get a, a bit gross. So our culture is changing quite rapidly. However, our values are still some sort of the same. But in the in that the culture is changing um faster than for example in a in a more in a larger corporate companies we also see it we we need and we we have a a, a different need in in the in the people that we hire because the, the culture is also changing the, the our our um objectives and and what we need and what we want to do is changing so we need to change the culture there's both a need but also a a need in changing culture but also a a a changing culture in that different people are hired in and whatnot so um, still following the values though I'd say I think there's there's a connect there.
0: Simon do you have anything else to add?
3: Yeah well I I was actually I I do agree completely
1: uh, with Simon here Uh, and also Let's have. Let's just allow me to go back to the basics because I'm good at basics when it's simple. Uh, so, uh, so what is culture? I mean, l- let's see the bigger picture and then go back to elements. I mean, the universe is computational by nature. So is everything inside it. Uh, and what is what is a culture then? Uh, well, it is. It must be, uh, or it should be. Logic suggests that it should be. A set of different inputs and outputs that have to be aligned Uh, so it's it's something that is there for the best possible computation and computation needs organization so you have to organize a collective input to have a collective output that's the culture if we hold that thought uh, what is going to align different people with different backgrounds with different experiences in life I think they have to be very simple, sometimes oversimplified uh, values uh, and also goals that make every individual feel like they are a part of something bigger. Because that is very human to be a part of a collective. That's why we are social animals. Uh, that's where we get our dopamine and the endorphin balance. Uh, that's that's le- a, part of, a big part of leadership to create culture and be a culture bearer. Uh, so when you when you do organize in that fashion when it's natural, then you have a collective input and a collective output. When you have that you have organization. When you have that you have the right culture for the for the objectives you have. That is a simplification of course, but you get what I mean that's a systems uh, engineering uh,
3: approach to, to culture. I completely agree and and, and especially, the fact that it's a simplification because it makes it sound so easy right the fact that you just said what what you just said was c- very correct in the fact that you, you have different people individuals with different backgrounds and whatnot, we're very different cultures coming from different countries like all of us are in some sort of different roots where we have different perspectives and things and and that just makes it building yep then you simplify by having some values but but trying to Merge that into some sort of same organizational value culture thing. Super high. when it comes to sales, right? Yeah, it's a good point in having that it, it all consists of, yeah, this organization of different people. And mm-hmm. again,
1: I have to reiterate that uh, I am oversimplifying, of course.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe to summarize, Gemma, mm-hmm. like uh, from what I see from different experiences in very different organizations, cultures change. Uh, for me it's quite there are a couple of components a couple of moving blocks that shape a company culture it is the overall company vision or the values of the company why are we here what is it that we're trying to achieve uh, are we trying to run uh, make the world run on green energy are we trying to cure diabetes are we trying to reduce carbon emissions for shipping industry what is it that we're trying to do and this is in my head this is where new employees and kind of existing employees fit into this the why we're doing what we do the second part is the objectives is the part of how we achieve this long term mission is it through inclusivity is it through agility or uh, being way analytical so if we are trying to cure diabetes and we are going into clinical trials being careful over careful is that one of our of corporate cultural um, strengths how to get there because that's what we need to do where we're if we're in a software company where we are experimenting and we are more agile delivering fast results faster we're focusing on the agility part so this is in in my book what defines the the good culture and when we recruit or we are being recruited is to figure out is there a match here do we fit into the long-term value and is the objective of how to get there aligned with what we would expect
0: perfect lovely well, thank you for that much maria and um, are we okay to move on to simon's question yeah simon would you like to introduce it
3: sure i mean the first one we, we basically came around a bit but but it is around from where and when do you think your company culture was created the company culture that you have right now is it is it still as it was when the company was started, or has it changed during its life cycle of having new employees, new goals, and whatnot? I assume we've got the answer already, but but Saman, what what do you think now? Since you've you've you're in a company that seems like it's a bit older than the company that was at Marine Line. Uh, that is a correct assumption. <laughs> it probably is.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh interesting question again Simon this is very very interesting topic actually how how, how long can uh, um, culture survive time what is the temporal co- uh, connection between uh, uh, change and um, uh, change of culture and uh, its uh, root values uh, I, I if we look at the human co- human societies in general uh, I think cultural changes on the surface, but uh, we are all an accumulation of a thousand or two thousand years of uh, different experiences of uh, parents and grandparents and so on. So when we say that we're living in a modern world, it's an accumulation of a thousand, you know, thousand years of uh, different experiences that we get from our parents and they got from their parents. So somehow we are temporarily very connected to time and to 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 experiences. So therefore a company culture should also be quite um, steady and difficult to change a company culture i think uh, you have to be careful um, to to, but to in, that,
3: in that that you can change because, it because, easily so i don't know the, the company you're you're in is you're in stockholm um, yeah. sorry if that's uh, gdpr american but, um, company, yes, but I, yes. yeah okay an american company but 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 um, but it has so it has different locations and it has employees from from different parts of the world Yes. which has affected its culture, I assume.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, on the surface, yes. But uh, the the uh, Swedish part has its own culture, uh, which is mm. yeah. very difficult for Americans to change. Um, and the American part has a very American culture, uh, not only American culture, but also an American culture based on defense and defense contractor tech industry. It's a very specific culture. Uh, also difficult to change that's why uh, we, we can uh, we cannot uh, beat or even get close to google or uh, apple or tesla because they they have a totally different set of people and the culture they have created together is completely different than what we have so and no matter how much we try it is very difficult to change that um, uh, I, I think one has to be very careful uh, about uh, culture and the change of culture I Maria, don't, what? I answered your question, but yes, so, oh, sorry, Gemma, sorry. Oh,
0: it. so it's fine, don't worry. Uh, Maria, what do you think about that? Because you're in a newer company. Right now, I think Cordy has been around for
2: five, five, six years, um, and I, I, solely believe that culture is, uh, is driven by the people that you are in. So when, regardless of the stage of the company when you start a really fresh startup, the culture of the company is the founder's culture. Just because of the sheer amount of people being from two to five, this is where the culture is defined. As the company grows and scales and goes through the phases, um, something very interesting that I found out, as the company grows and you become more of 100, 200, 500, 1000 people, you start, you still bury that culture of the founders on a high level, but each individual hubs, either teams or you know, locations like a, a specific office setup or even remote start grooming their own way of operating based on their entity location, like I said, um, or age demographics, uh, religion or nationality. So that's quite interesting. And then as the company grows, so for example, some of the corporate that I've been part of, uh, they've been around, I don't know, for 25 years, some of them 120. So as the company grows and becomes more of a, of a monster when it comes to the size of, uh, of, of employees, you see what this individual hubs based on location or nationality, but then uh, it becomes so diverse in different parts of areas. So it's kind of starts mixing. So what we've seen, for example, what I've seen at Novo Nordisk was um, you would have the overall culture of of the company is very inclusive and very transparent and innovative. And I would almost call it shiny and ambitious, but each individual office, which I think at the time when I was there, um, there might be 20, 25, 30 locations of different office hubs. Each individual office would have its way of operating of how they saw taking that big round picture of where the company culture was and translating that into their day-to-day and that was very different even going from where we are right now in Copenhagen going from one office to the other based on kind of research R&D and to more commercial operations it was day nine difference um, which was very inspiring to be honest to see how like a big corporation a big organization could translate that into didn't really translate it but how different teams and different groups utilized it so to answer the question is uh, in, in my perspective being where I am right now is the culture is driven by, by the founders and that's where the birth becomes that's where it starts um, and as the company grows and as more stakeholders come in as management changes as you know number of employees grow and hubs open in different locations it starts to become a little bit more fluid um, and I think the challenge is how do you keep it still together into one direction, um, or if you need to modify it and shift it into a different area, and become more digital? How do you do that? Simon? Yeah, this
1: this this was very interesting. Uh, uh, thanks, uh, Maria. I, I I do agree with you really, uh, and uh, and I, there there is a statement, but it's also a question uh, embedded in it. Uh, because uh, Simon talked about um, when hiring and the hiring process, uh, when you said uh, a bit earlier that uh, you wanted to have people that you can relate to, what does that mean? Well, that's the cultural part of the hiring process. <laughs> so so uh, really, you create a culture by uh, by hiring people that you can relate to, because that says something about the culture you want to have there. Uh, yep. uh, and and uh, that's the, actually the same thing as Maria has just told us that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, the founders are the ones that are the culture bearers and the culture creators that's that's what happens. But what I have seen and that's the question part uh, what I have seen is that uh, some of those cultures remain for many years without the culture the original culture bearers being uh, being still in the company or, or in the organization. So that is the interesting part is it because it was that kind of people that were hired and it created a solid foundation for a type of culture or is it something else that's the question maya
2: yeah i, th- I think you're spot on saman um, we tend to hire people that are like us whether we like it or not where we can talk about the negative side of it but that's the the, the true reality you find i think my first manager ever told me when I asked her, uh, like, oh, so what is what is it that you're looking into an ideal candidate? And she, um, quote, said is, if I can spend a day in a room with the candidate without killing myself, this is the right person to work with. <laughs> um, and it kind of stuck with me, like, you know, six, seven years ago. We tend to hire people that are like-minded or similar, uh, I wouldn't even call it. Culture-wise, but it's people that are very similar to wh- how we operate, how we think, uh, because it's much easier for us to create that environment, right? We would feel uncomfortable as hiring managers to to put ourselves on the edge and challenge ourselves on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not saying this is necessarily a good thing, but it is one of the things that drive this kind of line, like-minded mindset. Because we tend to hire people that think and behave similar to how we do it.
3: Completely agree. I it's the companies I've uh, so the scales I've I've been in where there's only been one of the founders. I think that's also the case in Cordy, right? You only have one of the the true founders left, as far as I remember. Um, but but it's still it's still founder driven though. But in the companies where it's not founder driven, it's due to the people that's been hired, right? That's that's what I'd say because it's, they've been so strong in. in in, in, with as founders, but also in, in building that core team and the fundamentals. So uh, that's that's why, I, um, thought at least. I was about to to move on to the next question, if you don't mind, because it it kind of builds up onto this. That if, if it's okay, Jane. Yeah, go for it. So, in the, is this is this culture thing is that important in in your company? all depending on so so, and we talked about how the the founders build it up and then it stems from that but now today is it important Uh, i see in 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 luna and i know that quite a few of these scale ups and and newer companies are changing their hr to become people in culture instead there's a focus there's an explicit focus on the culture part which i see also dmas there's an importance in this culture but how about you guys how is your company prioritizing or, or or making it explicit that culture is an important part of, of our company besides the value that we have or whatever.
2: I think I can answer that. So if we forget completely about the culture and everything about uh, any company, what is it that we're trying to achieve, right? So we we'll probably have a business objective, some sort of revenue, some sort of scale, some sort of um, revenue, 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 basically, probably. <laughs> but. How do we get there? Right. And if we look at it based number wise completely, well, in order for us to scale, to hit that number, to hit that milestones, we need the people that we need it. And if our, what is it called return or return of employees is higher than acquisition of it, we're probably not going to hit that number. So I'm thinking very much about the culture and the inclusivity of the culture, the, where is it going, how we capture it, is very much into making sure that we as a company can sustain ourselves on the long term. So if the culture doesn't nurture this component of keeping and retaining the, the employees that you have, then the likelihood of you hitting your milestones is going to be really, really hard.
3: Completely agree. And in that, do you then it's coddie, hmm. make it explicit, and and actually have a people, a, a person hired with the role of culture officer, or whatever.
2: I don't know how much I can talk about this.
3: <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, we just have a sea a level who is people and culture instead of the classic HR
2: human hmm. resources,
3: where it's very much assets, people. No, no, no. Now no, it's people and culture, right? It's just a it's a funny shift in a sense. Uh, it's also, I mean, we.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, that is. Uh, there are two parts of this. One is uh, in the old, the previous topic, and the other one is in this one. Um, if we uh, if we begin with this topic uh, and then jump into the previous one, uh, I would say uh, that the culture is something that uh, everyone is. Uh, Bit unaware of when we operate because we we operate as we operate and then we react to different people in different ways. It is based on culture, but that is nothing that we do, or it, it is on a higher ab, uh, abstra- abstraction level. So it is nothing that we discuss. Uh, I, I would say that uh, culture is something that just exists there, it's not uh, something that you handle uh, as a identified part uh, of. Uh, a corporation. Uh, I I have seen that uh, or I have heard about it quite a bit uh, at some companies like Tesla uh, and also Apple. Uh, They talk about uh, culture itself because Mm -hmm. they have identified what culture is for them. But uh, at my company and most other companies, that is something that is just there. There are culture barriers, but it's nothing that is identified and
3: uh, handled. um, Exactly. It's not explicit. No, it's, it's interesting. Cool. but it's still important it, in in your, sorry it's still important in your company i
1: think it's very important to identify what culture is in the company that we have uh, and what to do with it hmm. i just haven't seen that we have done so
2: but maybe a question to you simon do you think do you maybe if you think or if you've seen that you actually need a representative to handle and drive that culture aspect in a company
1: <laughs> uh, well uh, <laughs> this is a very personal uh, opinion. Uh, it's no fact in that, but, but my personal opinion is that uh, one person cannot uh, be responsible for a whole culture because it's very complex, uh, and uh, it basically creates a dictati- dictatorship. <laughs> and uh, the uh, yes, and the uh, e- efficiency of the organization goes down with it, of course, because it's not a very efficient system.
3: That's my personal. I, opinion. I agree, Simon, and I. In in my opinion, but that being said, I think you if you if you if you deem this to be important for your company, you do either as a company define it as as Tesla, or Apple, as you mentioned, have have done more explicitly, or you have someone to kind of set the frames, some kind of role, so it's more explicit somehow.
0: And
2: this is where I want to highlight it. So it's you, you mentioned Simon kind of having this more traditional or not having this traditional HR role or people role. Um, But I actually think it all comes down to internal branding Mm. and how values and how objectives and how Mm -hmm. um, uh, operations are communicated internally in the company rather than a solely objective department that is responsible to, to do. I wouldn't call it people management, but having that responsibility.
1: Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah, it's very interesting as a, I mean, Maria, as a product manager, you probably have uh, figured out that almost everything in life is a product. We humans are also products and uh, the culture itself could also be a product and defined as a product, and then we can treat it like one <laughs> and have goals for it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, for me, the most important part is, <laughs> well, get get that roadmap <laughs> executed. Um, But it's more, once we have the strategy for the software product that we're in, regardless of what the company culture is and where we aspire to be, where our vision lies into and where we want to be, is how do I motivate my people in my team to get that and put that extra effort together. So how do you nurture this a little bit outside the scope culture within your sub-small team, To get where you need to be, and to motivate them and feel inspired that you're doing something great, and this is the hardest part, I think, because sometimes, most of the times, it will like the direction of the product is aligned into where we're aspired to be as a company. But how do you convince and how do you motivate your people to put that extra mile without? you know over time and so on so you you, you empower and you feel as part of the culture because for me it it all goes back into the retention part if people don't feel included that they're contributing to the division and that they're through this aspirational you know culture that you have in the company that they achieve and succeed of being who they are they will leave and that end result is basically it, it results into suffering um on the company level but also on a product level if you're working with uh, product teams in like in my case
3: and in that you say that that culture is important
2: absolutely it is one if not the solely part of why we uh, succeed as we succeed as, uh, in our product teams of course you need to have you know your direction as how you're going to develop uh, mm. compensation package but those the, what keeps us together within that area is the company culture.
3: Are we then spending enough time, resources, focus on it when it's that important? You tell me. Yes.
2: I'm not well, sure. that's,
3: that's a good
1: question, uh, Simon. You, 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 you're spot on. Uh, I, I, I guess not, but it's different for different companies, but I can just speak mm. for a company I'm at. Uh, I, I don't think we do. That is a that's a very interesting topic actually. I think there are very some tribal elements in in creating a good culture, uh, being a part of a collective, uh, being uh, promoting un, unselfish behavior. You help someone else without knowing what what you will get from it. Getting to that level, I think, is very important for efficiency. Uh, those are things that we don't speak about normally mm. but I think they are very central in creating a an efficient uh, organization with, with the right culture. Yes.
0: I think
2: like the, the diff- back to the question Simon do we invest enough in this and it is really hard to say yes or no when it's really difficult to measure how do you measure this how do you measure the culture?
3: Yeah and if you haven't defined it explicitly either Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree.
0: Um, I'm just going to jump in because we have five minutes left. So any last thoughts, any last ideas from any of you, please let them out now, just so we don't run out of time. So I
3: I can recommend a book called The Culture Map. Having worked in uh, in different countries uh, outside of my little home country, Denmark. I can definitely recommend a book called *The Culture Map* by, by Aaron Meyer. Uh, he um, maps out um, and simplifies um, how different cultures communicate, evaluate, uh, are to be led, how they are deciding on things. For example, in communication, do you need to? Uh, uh, some cultures, some cultures, for example, in Sweden, they 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 tend to uh, describe and talk about, discuss things more. Whereas we, again, here in Denmark, even though we are so close, we are a bit more uh, low context. So we, we, we go to the decision. We, we need to have a decision before talking about and discussing it. And again, how do you evaluate people? In, in, in Brazil, for example, you don't do uh, direct um, feedback. You, you do like more like indirect, whereas in, in, in France, you do more direct feedback, and so on. It's super interesting in the, in the way the different cultures and how you work with different people from different cultures. And in that, try to fit in your own culture uh, to this map. It's, uh, it's yeah. It can be recommended this book. Again, it's a simplification, but I, I guess it, it's
1: straight yeah. in your
0: pocket
3: there, Simon.
1: Yes, thanks. Great. I actually have heur- heard about this book, but I've never read it. So now I wrote it down. I will get it.
0: Perfect well is there any last comments anyone got anything else to share before we wrap up
1: i would just say that uh, i'm really happy to to be part of this podcast uh, being with uh, Simon and Maria thank you very much both of you very interesting topics good questions and also very insightful uh, comments
0: definitely i made some notes throughout the podcast of different different things Um, i don't know too much from culture here we do instead of doing a culture fit we do culture add so when we hire people we look at what they could add to our culture rather than them fitting our culture mm. but that's Not the only kind of evolution strategy we take um mm. so that that's all my insight um took me two seconds um but no it's been great listening to all those thoughts and ideas uh thank you saman simon and oh, maria yes.
1: that was two seconds of good wisdom (laughs) yeah that was very interesting thanks
0: (laughs) i keep it short and sweet (laughs) um but no thank you so much to everyone for listening as well i hope you've all learned something if you have any questions for the participants please let us know drop us a message over on linkedin or via our spotify channel and we will reach out to these guys and get them to give you some feedback and so thank you for listening to this podcast